0: Please be aware, the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and, even in some cases, offensive. Listener discretion is therefore advised. Welcome, heathens! Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I am your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the things that go bump in the night. Monsters lurking under your bed or deep in the forests. That unknown creature lurking just out of sight. And frighteningly imagined creatures, ghosts, supernatural beings, and even some unsolved mysteries. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, and prepare to be transported to today's dark enigma. And on today's dark enigma, well, now that most of the kiddos are back in school, and I won't be ruining anybody's travel plans, we can talk about all the things you never think of going on when you fly the not-so-friendly skies. So, With that said, we will still be playing our drinking game, and as you know, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and have nowhere else to go tonight. The choice of libation is yours, my darlings, so choose your poison accordingly. Alright, now for the game part. How about every time I say, airport, that will be a single shot, and every time I say, flight. That'll be a double shot. Alright, now that we have the business end out of the way, we can jump headfirst into today's dark enigma. So, ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned on the fastened seatbelt sign. If you haven't already done so, please stow your carry-on luggage underneath the seat in front of you or in an overhead bin. Please take your seat and fasten your seatbelt. And, also, make sure your seat back and folding trays are in their full upright position. And, please, relax as we take a dark flight to the world's most haunted airports. (laughs) Wah-ha-ha. Alright, I'm having too much fun. Have you ever felt that you've been held up in an airport forever? I know we all have. Well, if the reports are anything to go by... Some lost souls are doomed to just that very fate, and there are numerous airports around the world which are allegedly the haunts of spirits that just can't, or won't, go away. Perhaps it is an air tragedy that has cast these places into the realms of the haunted, or maybe it's merely that some of these places somehow draw the strange to them. Whatever the reasons, there are airports in all corners of the globe that are home to purported intense paranormal activity. Let us go out and take flight to investigate these places and their very dark secrets. Let us fly out to places unexplored and delve into the mysteries of the world's most haunted airports. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, The captain has turned off the fastened seatbelt sign, and you may now move freely around the cabin, if you dare. However, we always recommend keeping your seatbelt fastened while you're seated. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy your flight. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, as we start our descent to O'Hare International Airport in Chicago, Illinois, the busiest airport in the world in terms of number of takeoffs and landings, and also holds the title of having the most runways of any other international airport. It was here at this bustling hive of activity that one of the worst aviation disasters in history struck on May twenty fifth, 1979. I know, you guys are picturing bell-bottoms, so am I. I'm loving it. It was the Friday before Memorial Day weekend, and O'Hare International Airport was packed with holiday travelers looking forward to the very long weekend. This seemingly sunny, pleasant day found 270 passengers and crew aboard an American Airlines McDonnell Douglas DC-10 Flight 191, which was scheduled to fly to Los Angeles International Airport at 3 p.m. As the plane taxied for takeoff, there was no reason at all to suspect anything could possibly go wrong the crew was comprised of Captain Walter Lux, a seasoned pilot with over 22,000 hours of flight experience, as well as First Officer James Dillard and Flight Engineer Alfred Udovich. Both also highly experienced, and additionally, the DC-10 was known as one of the most reliable aircraft in the skies. Indeed, the plane took off without a hitch, and everything seemed to be completely normal, at first. Then, at about 6,000 feet into the takeoff roll, one of the engines completely separated from the aircraft to go careening over the left wing, ripping out a good portion of the hydraulic system in the process— Concerned air traffic controllers radioed to the flight to check on the situation, but they received no response as the flight crew was too busy trying to wrestle control of the struggling plane and keep it in the air. Despite the loss of the engine, the flight continued to rise steadily before sharply banking steadily to the left. Shortly after, the enormous DC-10 fell from the sky, from a height of about 300 feet, to plow into a nearby field that had once been the site of the old Ravenswood Airport, killing all 258 passengers and 13 crew instantly, as well as two people on the ground at the time. The doomed Flight 191 remains the worst aviation disaster in United States history. It wasn't long after the the horrifying crash that strange stories began to emerge from the vicinity of the crash site. Motorists on the nearby highway began reporting the presence of bouncing orbs of light, and even fleetingly glimpsed figures lurking within the field where the flight had actually gone down. On several occasions, police actually went in to investigate the reports of the mysterious lights and figures, believing that it was simply trespassers with flashlights looking to see the site or collect macabre souvenirs. Yet no matter how fast they responded to these reports, whenever they arrived, authorities found the field to be completely abandoned. Reports of strange lights and shadowy figures in the area continue to this very day, as well as claims voices can be heard shouting, moaning, and screaming in the darkness, even when it appears that no one is there. Dogs also allegedly react strongly in the vicinity, snarling, barking, or panicking for no discernible reason. Even weirder were the claims made at around the time of the crash by those who lived in the trailer park next to the field. Residents claimed that within hours of the disastrous crash, there could be heard strange knocking sounds on doors or windows, and when these sounds were investigated, it turned out no one was there. This bizarre phenomena gradually intensified in the following weeks, with reports that doorknobs were being turned or shaken, objects moved, and that there were frequent sounds of disembodied footsteps on porches or stairways. Spookier still were the reports that describe actually coming face to face with ghostly figures who would complain that they had lost their luggage or proclaim that they had a connecting flight to catch before vanishing into thin air. One such sighting was made by a man out walking his dog who came upon a lone young man wandering around near the the crash site. According to the witness, the stranger smelled faintly of gasoline and seemed to have a thin smoke or steam emanating from him. As odd as this was, the witness nevertheless turned to point out a payphone. Yeah, I know. It's the 70s. There were payphones. Get over it. There's no payphones now. And those of you that are too young to remember a payphone, ask your grandmother. Anyways, He turned to point out a payphone, and when he turned back, the enigmatic young man was nowhere to be seen, even though it was a open area, and he had been turned away for only a second. Sightings of such ghostly strangers have occurred even within O'Hare International Airport itself. It is said that on occasion, a young man wearing slightly out-of-date business clothes can be seen using a payphone near the gate from which Flight 191 departed. When the man finishes his call, he then allegedly takes a few steps and simply vanishes. Over the years, there have been many photographs and strange EVP recordings that are claimed to be of the ghosts of Flight 191, and there is even a ghost tour in the area which will take visitors with a macabre curiosity to the crash site. Anyways... Joining the ranks of decidedly creepy airport ghost haunts is the next leg of our journey into the weird, the similarly expansive Denver International Airport in, you guessed it, Denver, Colorado. I know, you couldn't have put that together, right? There are numerous ghostly tales from Denver International, with one of the most popular being that it was built over a Native American burial ground, which seems to, well, never bode very well. I mean, anybody who's watched the movie Poltergeist knows that that's not a good idea, right? It is claimed that when the airport began playing Native American chants on a loop on the pedestrian bridge linking Concourse A and the Jepson Terminal building, people began to complain of being pushed by unseen hands, having their luggage knocked over for no reason, and having the overwhelming sense of being watched or followed. It was even claimed that this phenomena would follow passengers after they boarded the plane. Complaints of various poltergeist activity here got so bad that tribal elders actually went in to do a ritual to appease the restless spirits in 1995. Another persistent tale from Denver International concerns the prominent 32-foot-tall illuminated sculpture of a cobalt-blue, red-eyed, raging Mustang which stands on a hill south of the airport along Peña Boulevard and is known by most people by its nickname, Blucifer. That's right. The garish sculpture was commissioned in 1992 as a public art project, and created by artist Luis Jimenez. From the beginning, the project was plagued by setbacks that continually pushed back its deadline, including a deteriorating cornea transplant in the artist's eye and other delays, which eventually forced the city to threaten a lawsuit in 2003 if the sculpture was not completed in a timely fashion. In 2006, with the project still not finished, tragedy struck when the sculpture fell from its hoist and onto Jimenez, trapping the artist underneath the massive 9,000-pound object and simultaneously cutting open an artery in his leg. Unable to move or get help, Jimenez tragically bled to death right there on his studio floor. Despite this tragedy, the sculpture was finished by the artist's family and finally officially unveiled in late 2007. The fierce-looking, garish, and rather, well, ugly sculpture, with its sinister glowing eyes and unsettling devilish appearance, was almost immediately met with public outrage, and people slammed its presence to the point that petitions were launched to get the city to remove it. Making matters worse was its reputation not only as an eyesore, but also as a cursed object, with many blaming it for its creator's death and claiming it had a malevolent will of its own. The city never did remove it, and to this day, its frightening facade is the first thing most people see when they come to the airport. It is also still said to be cursed and haunted. The most popular story concerning Blucifer is that the dead artist who made it also haunts it, with many sightings made of the ghostly Jimenez over the years. Apparently, the dead artist will often show up in photographs of the sculpture, at times even appearing to pose for the photo op. This paranormal activity that seems to gravitate around the sculpture has over the years attracted various paranormal researchers and ghost hunters. Whether this spooky sculpture is actually haunted, cursed, or possibly both, it certainly does strike a rather jarring, imposing, and, well, quite frankly, ugly figure. Interestingly, Denver International Airport has been ground zero for a plethora of strange conspiracy theories since it first opened. Among the many, many bizarre claims linked to the airport are that secret Nazi or Masonic messages are hidden throughout the premises, that it houses a vast underground warren of tunnels and bunkers for use by the military, a secret society, or the New World Order, and other even more far-out theories say the airport is a haven for reptilian humanoids disguised as humans. So... Ghosts and curses? Sure, why not? Reptilian aliens, too. Because you know my theory, it's always aliens. (laughs) All right. The United States certainly does not have the monopoly on haunted airports. As we move inexorably across the pond to jolly old England, We come to London's Heathrow Airport, which is the third largest airport in the world in terms of the sheer number of passengers who pass through, with a staggering average of 73.4 million people that come through those doors every year. Well, maybe not 2020, but you know, most years. It is also well steeped in tales of the paranormal. One of the most notorious of the airport's many purported specters is the ghost of a legendary highwayman by the name of Dick Turnpin, who robbed, murdered, and raped his way into infamy in the 1730s. He was known as an arrogant braggart, and this attitude was not subdued in any way by his capture and subsequent death sentence. It is said that when Turnpin was brought to the gallows to hang for his crimes, he dramatically bowed to the audience with a wide grin on his face before doing the executioner's job for them and leaping off the ladder, hanging himself. It was partly this last show of bravado and defiance that turned him from a vicious criminal, to a folk hero of sorts, cementing his legend and turning him into a sort of Robin Hood type of lovable scoundrel. We do love our scoundrels, don't we? Although the ghost of Dick Turnpin is allegedly seen all over England, he seems to particularly favor Heathrow Airport. Numerous passengers here have reported seeing Turnpin lurking about the premises, wearing old-fashioned attire, a billowing black overcoat, and a tri-cornered hat, and he seems to be particularly active at night. Airport employees have claimed that Turnpin's spirit will wander about shouting, screaming, and otherwise making a commotion in the quiet hours in the middle of the night. In some cases, he is even said to bark, snarl, or howl like an animal. The spirit is also apparently quite fond of breathing down airport employees' necks as they work. He is claimed to be a rather violent ghost as well, and has been known to punch, scratch, or shove people. In one terrifying account from 2004, an airline employee was allegedly dragged by her hair across the ticket counter by the ghost in full view of several horrified witnesses. It isn't clear why this particular spirit would want to haunt Heathrow Airport, but the stories persist. Similarly to the catastrophic Flight 191 crash at Chicago O'Hare's International Airport, Heathrow is also the site of a tragic air disaster which has spawned some spooky stories of its own. On March 2, 1948, a DC-3 Dakota from Belgian Airlines flying from Brussels to London was approaching Heathrow when it hit terrible fog on its approach. The plane crashed, killing the three crew members and 17 of the 22 passengers on board. Allegedly, as people on the ground searched the body-strewn wreck and fog-cloaked tarmac for survivors, a dazed-looking lone man wearing a dress suit and hat materialized out of the surrounding mist and politely asked if anyone had seen his briefcase before wandering back off into the night. It was later learned that the man they had seen was among the dead found at the site. And this would not be the last time this mysterious spectral gentleman would be seen. The man began to be regularly sighted, wandering around the runway or through the terminal, perhaps still looking for his briefcase, and came to be known simply as the man with a briefcase. Because, you know, we're so great with names. This ghostly man is sometimes even seen sitting in the lounge as if he is waiting for a flight, but will vanish instantly if ever approached. One particularly startling incident involving the man with a briefcase occurred in 1970, when air traffic control called authorities in after noticing a man in a suit and hat aimlessly walking around out on the runway. When police and the airport fire department arrived, air traffic control said they were approaching the man who was showing up on radar, yet the man on the ground could see nothing. They searched all over and could find no trace of anyone being there, despite the insistence from air traffic control that the intruder was indeed still out there, wandering around, and that the authorities were supposedly right on top of him. The search was finally called off, but it's unclear what had caused air traffic control staff to be so adamant that a man was out on the runway, despite the authorities finding no sign of him. Perhaps it was the mysterious ghost still looking around for his missing briefcase. You know, because lost luggage can be such a downer, right? Other ghosts have been seen around Heathrow Heathrow Airport as well, including one which seems to appear only from the waist down. Yeah, I'm just going to say, I would love to see that ghost. You know, just the legs, nothing else. (laughs) That would mess me up. All right, taking off once again, we continue our trip over the vast ocean to beautiful Australia, which too has its own haunted airport. Archerfield Airport lies 12 kilometers, or 7.5 miles, to the south of Brisbane, Queensland and was once the main airport servicing Brisbane during world war 2 archerfield was used extensively as a military airfield for the royal australian air force the united states army air forces usaaf and the royal netherlands air force and royal navy fleet air arm it and it also housed the raaf station archerfield from 1939 to 1956 it was during these years, as an important military airbase, that an incident would occur here that would launch the airport's reputation as a very haunted place. On the 26th of March, 1943, a C 47 Douglas Dakota landed here for refueling and maintenance on its way to Sydney carrying a cargo of important radio equipment and components. The following morning at 5 a.m., the plane was taken out of its hangar and taxied out for a takeoff, but unfortunately a thick fog bank had descended, which was bad enough that another flight actually cancelled its scheduled run. Nevertheless, the crew of the C-47 was eager to get on their way to Sydney, as their cargo was of the utmost importance and they were on a very strict deadline. Ignoring the dangers of the prevailing conditions, the plane took off into the fog anyway, but moments later veered off course and banked hard to careen into a stand of trees, exploding into a ball of fire, and plow through thick brush to end up in swampland, killing all 23 people aboard. Since this tragic crash, the spectral figure of a man dressed in World War II flight gear has been persistently seen all around the airport, especially in the vicinity of the crash site. The ghost is said to be so lifelike that on several occasions it has been mistaken for an aviation buff dressed up in costume, with the only clue of ghostly activity being when the figure suddenly vanishes into thin air. It seems to be a fairly friendly spirit, and one of its favorite things to do is reported to be smiling and waving at people who pass by, only to blink out of existence right before their eyes. Others have described seeing whole groups of servicemen dressed up in World War II garb wandering around the runway and hangars. Another ghost that allegedly haunts the vicinity can be found at a small nearby cemetery called God's Acre which was a private cemetery for use by the original owners of the land that Archerfield Airport is built on, the Grenier family. Here at the cemetery, the phantom visage of a boy on a horse can sometimes be seen and is believed to be the ghost of one of the Greniers, who was killed in a horseback riding accident in 1859. Joining the ranks of paranormal inhabitants here, Phantom World War II planes are also said to patrol the skies of the area. In particular, a ghostly aircraft that witnesses swear is a C-47 Douglas Dakota. The plane is reported as being completely silent with an unsettling habit of suddenly vanishing mid-flight. And we move across the oceans again, and we end up In Asia, which is home to numerous allegedly haunted airports. Perhaps the most intensely haunted of these is Suvarnabhumi Airport. Yeah, I'm going to mess that up, so you guys just start laughing now, okay? Which is one of the two international airports that serve Bangkok, Thailand. Suvarna Bohumi Airport already has sort of an eerie history, as it was built over a cemetery and what used to be known as Nong Ngoho or Cobra Swamp, but it, it is its ghosts and purported cursed which truly make it a spooky place. The airport was considered to be cursed and haunted before it was even finished, with superstitious construction workers complaining that building over an old cemetery had angered the restless spirits, which could be seen lingering around the site and heard chanting, whispering, or shouting. These ghosts were also believed to be causing numerous freak accidents, including several that were fatal. The dark rumors about the airport grew so persistent that Thai officials even brought in 99 Buddhist monks to perform chanting, rituals, and rites in order to appease the spirits and exorcise them from the area. Okay, I'm going to stop for a moment there, and I have to ask, why only 99 Buddhist monks? Could you not get 100? What's wrong with that last one? Seriously. Okay. It soon became apparent that these efforts didn't work, and after the airport opened in 2005, there were several deadly traffic accidents on the premises involving airport workers, which of course many attributed to the vengeful spirits. In addition, over the years, Suvarnabahumi Airport has been claimed to be absolutely crawling with ghosts. One of the most notorious spirits said to prowl the airport is an elderly man called Pu Ming. Yeah, that's his name, Poo Ming. <laughs> Who walks around with a stick and is usually described as having a blue face and an aura emanating from his head. The frail old man is said to startle people by suddenly appearing before them and is known to introduce himself in a faint, wavering voice. Another ghost said to wander about here is that of a woman holding an infant. Now, this spirit is said to be quite dangerous, as she often appears in front of speeding cars only to vanish before impact, causing the vehicles to swerve or or crash. This ghost has also been often blamed for causing a Thai Airways airplane to skid off the runway in 2006. The airport is also home to a good amount of poltergeist activity, and the sounds of disembodied footsteps, voices, and traditional Thai music with no apparent source are very common. The hauntings have become so widely known in Thailand that Suvarna Bahumi Airport has no less than eight shrines on its premises, which were erected in order to protect the area and ward off the spirits. One of these shrines was built when a security expert searching for explosives allegedly went into a trance and claimed to be possessed by a spirit which commanded that the shrine be built. Several of the airlines that use the airport, including Thai Airways, have also held frequent rituals in an effort to drive away malicious ghosts. Additionally, even the airport's authority of Thailand is known to organize rites or prayer sessions in an effort to keep the evil spirits at bay. Is it working? Well, I guess that depends on who you ask. I'm guessing if you ask the ghost, they're going to go, not so much. Also in Asia is the haunted Sasa Airport of Davao City, Philippines, which was the scene of a deadly bombing in March of 2003, which left 21 people dead. The airport produces many reports of ghostly screams of anguish, moaning, and whispering, and sightings of phantom apparitions are a regular occurrence. There are also numerous airfields in Okinawa, Japan, which are allegedly home to a wide variety of ghosts, ranging from GIs and women in kimonos to spectral samurai on horseback. One notorious such spirit is the phantom American GI in full combat gear, which is said to approach people to ask for a light before vanishing. Well, I guess smoking is just a hard habit to break, even in death. So, what is it about these places that we have traveled far and wide to see? Can we chalk this all up to superstitious lore? Or is there something else at work here? No matter what one might think of the purported ghostly activity associated with these haunted locales, it certainly gives a spin on the feeling of being somehow stuck in limbo when frequenting an airport. In our case, we simply wait it out and move on to our next destination. For those allegedly bound to these locations in apparently never-ending anguish, it is not so simple. Are they really doomed to wait out their days until the end of time stuck in these airports? Or is there some other explanation? Perhaps we will never know. But it is interesting to think about the next time you're in an airport waiting around for a late flight. Or having that creepy feeling in the back of your mind that something is not quite right. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your final destination. We'll hope that you travel with us next time. And with that, my darlings, we've come to the end of our episode. I thank you for joining me here today, and I hope you'll take some time to reach out to me and share your thoughts on what you think about today's episode. You can always reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com, and if you have a suggestion for a future show, you just want to tell me what you think, you need somebody to talk to because you're bored, you didn't like my airport humor, drop me a line, because I do reply to every single email. And on that note, that's all the time I have for you this evening. I thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio, and... You got it. Don't forget to tune in next time. See you, my heathens. I love ya. Mwah, 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 mwah. We don't sugarcoat shit. Uh-oh. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.